Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I just didn't shut up about it. Every day I was on the case. I said, this is unacceptable. My life is being impacted by the way that my bike is being parked. I can't access my bike as easily as I should be able to. I can't go around my daily life because I need my bike to move around. Yeah. And from that point onwards, the pressure mounted and then the council eventually, months and months down the line, did what we're celebrating today. Hello and welcome to Streets Ahead, your podcast dedicated to cycling, walking and wheeling in the UK and beyond. I'm Laura Laker and I've once again been adventuring without Adam and Ned. This time I travelled to North London on my pink electric bike. So in January, the UK's first cargo bike hangar appeared just north of Regent's Park. It was installed for Westminster City Council. You may be familiar with the semi-cylindrical bike hangers that take the place of a car parking space. They provide secure and covered cycle parking all around London and increasingly beyond. Well, last year, CycleHoop, the company behind the bike hangers, came up with a limousine version of the design, as company founder Tony Lau describes it, especially for cargo and adaptive cycles. Cargo cycles are growing in popularity in London. For an increasing number of families, they replace a family car, carrying anything from kids to tools to large musical instruments. Thieves are, sadly, beginning to understand their value too, because prices range from 2300 for a new basic long-tail bike to around 8000 for a high-spec model. A lack of secure parking is seen as a major barrier to families and individuals buying and keeping one, as not only are they pricier, they often cannot be lifted upstairs or even fit into most hallways. Suami Rosha, who we heard from in our Cycle Instructors on Strike episode, is very excited about this cargo cycle hanger, and as I discover, he will in fact get to use it personally. So Suami arranged a big ride around the local neighbourhood to celebrate it. I joined the ride partway along, with around 50 people by my estimation. I unfortunately suffered some recording hiccups, so the opening ceremony, as it were, was deleted. But I did get some great interviews with lots of folks who came to celebrate this milestone in London's cycling revolution. So here we go. I'm here with Will Norman at the launch of the new cargo bike hangar. Will, why did you come all the way to North London to open this cargo bike hangar? 
Well, one, I wanted to come and see it personally. Yeah. Uh, I've heard so much about it. Yeah. No, really, uh, we're seeing a huge growth in cycling across London. We've almost quadrupled the cycle network since Sadiq became mayor. And with that, we've seen this huge explosion in the numbers. I think 1.26 million journeys every day on average by bike across the city. So it's a major, major form of transport now. We're no longer... You, nobody can say it's a minority hobby for a few people. It's actually, you know, it's, that's a third of all tube journeys. That's a quarter of all bus journeys. It's, it's on the map. But as we've seen this growth, we need to actually accommodate and make sure that it works for all Londoners. So that's people with who need to carry their families around, maybe people who've got disabilities and need adaptive bikes, people who are using them for moving goods around. We're seeing the growth of cargo bikes. And clearly, people need secure places to put them. So while we continue to invest in bike parking and we continue to do the bike hangers that everybody's familiar with and everybody wants more of, uh, we need to see more of these type of things actually catering for a more diverse group of cyclists. Yeah. And um, I was reading that um, London Cycle Design Standards, London Plan, 5% of all cycle parking, is your, your aim is to have it be accessible, which means larger, um, I guess, Sheffield stands and larger cargo bike hangers. It's quite an ambitious ask. Is it, is it achievable? It will be achievable. You know, we're on a journey. We've seen the change in the number of people cycling. We need to make it. We've, we've stated so many times now since we launched our Cycle Action Plan 2 and actually we need to cater for the diversity of London's communities. That's ultimately our city's greatest strength and we need to provide for those communities. So this is part of the plan. It's going to take time. It works. It's in partnership with the boroughs. So obviously, you know, there's always a shortage of money in these things. But, you know, this is a priority for us. Um, and we know that access to bike parking is one of the biggest barriers for stopping more people use their bikes more. Yeah, and fear of theft. Obviously, cargo bikes are expensive machines. Oh, most definitely. And that's why it's so important that you have the secure bike parking. But there's more that needs to be done on that. People need to make sure that they register their bikes, they use the right locks. We need to, we're working closely with the police to look at how can we do more to stop the reset, onward resale of stolen bikes, etc., etc. So that's a whole other sort of piece of work of actually how do we make sure that uh, bike theft is and continues to grow in the city too. Yeah, and most of the London roads are owned by the boroughs. How on board are they in your experience? So you're right, 95% of London roads are run by the boroughs. Um, you'll see, you know, just from the sheer magnitude of the bike, the cycle network growing, you know, boroughs are on board with this. They've got, a, they've got you know, people want bike hangers, they need to write to their councils and ask for them. Um, the more those letters go in, the more demand there is shown from the boroughs, and so we continue to fund the boroughs. The boroughs are interested in doing this, and uh, I think it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, great, thank you. And um, I don't know if we should tell the story about my friend Kunal, who I had lunch with today. <laughs> well, I was cycling along one of the bike routes, and I saw a wallet, and I know how annoying it is. Uh, my son, is 16, regularly loses his wallet, and I know how annoying it is to replace travel cards, bank cards, you know, people having to replace driving licenses, ID, etc. So I, I found the wallet, I saw it, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll get in touch with this guy. I think he was a member of the London Cycling Campaign, or I can't remember how I got in touch with him, but anyway, I, I got in touch with him. He uh, and I met up and gave him his wallet back because I know yeah. how annoying it is. All part of the service, Laura. All not part of just, the service. Not just building bike lanes, <laughs> but if I, I will do lost property too. <laughs> nice one. Thank you, Will. <laughs> Take care. Suami, who's been on the um, podcast already about because you're a cycle instructor, yeah. you have been dri driving this like kind of like a, a kind of a fan event for the um, cargo cycle hangar. Why are you so excited about it? 
I, I live around the corner from oh here. Oh so he's literally here. That's why you're so excited yeah, about it. Yeah, this is the, I was the first resident. <laughs> and then for, for this is great radio because you can't see, but I'm showing Laura my hangar key, which says CB, which I think is cargo bike, yeah. 001. Wow! Which is the, hopefully... The 001 shows the ambitions of Westminster Council to produce hundreds and hundreds of these keys. So I'm the proud owner of the key, and it was handed to me by Councillor Max Sullivan a few weeks ago. So I'm the first user of a hanger of this kind. So you've been using it now for weeks, several weeks? I've been using it for about two, three weeks now. Uh, The hanger was installed uh, earlier this year, late last year, and it's been fantastic. It's transformed my life. It means that my partner can come here and take the turn and then just use it for her own, you know, before our arrangement, parking arrangement, it meant that I have to store it upright in a very tiny storage space, 10 minutes walk away. In, in where? Whose cupboard was it? It was a storage in the basement of a block of flats that I pay the council uh, rent Yay. to use a storage for that they, they provide for residents, oh. which also took me a lot of fighting for right. to get that little cupboard. Why? Because there is a huge waiting list. Are they bike storage or is it pram sheds? No, so they, they, they look like pram sheds, mm. but it's usually for the residents of a particular building. Mm-hmm. They have a, a little shed. Council states they have that yeah. uh, up and down the country. Uh, but their waiting list is huge, so people keep their personal belongings in there. Uh, I've made it my, so that my turn GSD could fit just about if you were standing upright without the child seat, without anything on it, with everything, all the accessories off. Oh, wow, so, so you had to dismantle it, basically. Every basically time you dismantle it. it, and it would take me about half an hour wow. each day in the morning to get it out, oh my God. and then half an hour to put it back. Wow. So, And my partner couldn't do that. And when I injured my hand uh, a few months ago, I couldn't do that. And my bike was left outside my flat for a few nights. And people targeted it and causing hundreds of pounds worth of damage. And that was the, the, the turning point because at that point I was pressuring the council for a cargo hanger. Uh, and then from that point with the police report, I just didn't shut up about it. Every day I was on the case. I said, this is unacceptable. The, my life is being impacted by the way that, that my, uh, my bike is being parked. Uh, I can't access my bike as easily as I should be able to. Uh, I can't go around my daily life because I need my bike to move around. There are days that I don't use it when I really should be using it. And, uh, and from that point onwards, the pressure mounted and then the council eventually, months and months down the line, did what we're celebrating today. So I'm so happy. Swami, you're such a hero. Because you're like, you're helping the cycle instructors. You just like, don't let things go, do you? If you see an injustice, you're going to try and fix it. You're one of those people. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate the words. But yeah, uh, I, I believe that if we stick together, we can achieve great things. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, I hope you enjoy your hanger and the extra hour you now have every day that you use it's it's incredible it takes me me a few minutes to walk here i can put the hanger you know it's not awkward the bike is as i need it the next day and it's just fantastic it's so nice you know i I can sleep at night i don't have to worry about leaving the bike outside Mm. there are loads and loads and loads of people out there in a similar situation that i was and people who don't yet own a cargo bike or a cargo cycle or an adapted cycle and they could and they are not being presented with those opportunities so here i want my community to see what's possible i want them to try out that's why the try the bike is is, is important here and you know have a go and see maybe it's not for them but uh, you know it will be for a lot of families yeah and it'll make the difference maybe between someone 
getting a bike and not getting a bike and um, have you got a neighbor who's also using the cargo thing or is it just you at the moment the, yeah the, the, the other space has been offered to a nurse an NHS nurse who now parks her bike inside the hangar <laughs> so hopefully uh, that shows that there is demand and yeah. the council can then continue with, uh, with the, the trial uh, make it permanent and uh, install more Fantastic. Suwami, thank you. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, Isabel Clement, you've been on the podcast before. You were one of our earliest earlier guests, I believe. It was quite a while ago now. A long time ago, yeah. yes. And, and you're here with your hand cycle, um, which, yeah. I have, which I have just dismounted to uh, show people how the uh, transformation works. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a fantastic bit of kit. Could you talk us through it? Yes. So I'm sitting in my wheelchair comfortably. And then uh, when I want to go cycling, I wheel up to my hand cycle, which then clips onto the frame of my bike. And I push up and lift away from, off. I lift my casters off the ground, and then I become a tricycle. Uh, and it's so much easier than pushing the wheelchair along, you know, along the footway. I go on the road, and uh, London's my, you know, it's there for me to uh, to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And we've been, we've been on a ride together, and you do get quite a good um, turn of speed on it. It's quite a fantastic bit of kit. Oh yeah. Well, assuming the road is of good enough quality. Uh, and I can actually get some speed rather than going stop, 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 stop all the way. Um, yeah, there are little bits of infrastructure where I actually can get a, a bit of speed. I, I'm really enjoying going home from work to... I work in Brixton and I don't live far away, two and a half miles, but I, on the way back up, when it's not actually that busy, I take the uh, bus lane on the Brixton Road and uh, I can actually get a little bit of exercise proper you know effort my work my uh, heart is beating for a good amount of um, of time and uh, it's very rare I find because you know generally I have to watch just what's in front of my wheel avoid the bits of uh, dug up patchwork of uh, tarmac etc etc so yeah Yeah. Uh, the speed is reliant not on me not on my e-assist it's reliant on the quality of the infrastructure yeah and I've and I've witnessed you negotiating the road and it's quite eye-opening seeing how how differently it affects you and another big issue is where to store the kit isn't it which is why we're here today with this cargo bike hanger do you want to tell us about how much of an issue it is for people to store kind of non-standard cycles Absolutely. The Wheels for Wellbeing team have ridden here with about five different cycles and five different uh, cyclists. And those are our cycles. We uh, store them at Hearn Hill. But one of the many barriers to people actually investing in one of these bits of kit, which will set you back a good five grand, six grand, four grand, whatever, is where are they going to uh, to store it at home? It needs to be very secure when you've spent that kind of money. And it needs to be completely accessible. And generally, uh, well, one, there's never enough cycle uh, storage, but also a lot of the cycle hangers are just not accessible to uh, a wider recumbent trike or uh, a long tandem or et cetera, et cetera. Because for anyone who hasn't seen them inside, it's basically a, um, it's a Sheffield stand, isn't it? Under a big kind of semicircular bit of metal. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, see the pictures online. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what's different about this one is, one, it's instead of being accessed from the footway, 
where you have to first, first find your way onto the footway. And if you're riding a, a, a non-standard cycle, and particularly if you're a, a disabled cyclist, you're going to need to find a cu- drop curb first to then get onto the footway, to then manoeuvre yourself, then back down onto the street, which is where the cycle would actually live inside the hangar. This is much better. It's actually accessed from the carriageway. So you can cycle to it from the road where you've just cycled. Uh, the, the opening and closing mechanism may or may not work for a disabled cyclist, but we've been talking to the manufacturers about adapting that. And then you have a, a lot of space inside. At the moment for this one, they've only got two uh, floor anchors, but you, that may or may not work for a disabled cyclist. Uh, but because this is a residential setup, it will only be for the people who are specifically hiring it in this area. So if it was for a disabled cyclist, we, you know, the council could ask the manufacturers to slightly adapt it. But it's, it's very easily adaptable. One of the keys to it is being accessible from the carriageway. Yeah, we're going to need many, many more. And we need councils to be specking them because that's what will uh, encourage the manufacturers to come up with the research and innovation that they need to to meet more and more people's different needs. By specking, what do you mean? Well, uh, in their specification for, you know, uh, a particular... uh, Before a council contracts a, a, a retailer of these products they'll they'll have spent lots of time devising a specification for what it is that they they need in this borough in this council um, and if unless they say to the unless they put a specification that includes prov- the provision of non-standard cycles and uh, storage for non-standard cycles cargoes and others um the manufacturers don't have the incentive to design them because they're designing them for the market. The market is mainly led by boroughs who have the funding. It's very rarely that it's an individual buying these products. It's generally local authorities. Yeah, so the councils need to understand the variety that's out there. Absolutely. And, of course, at the moment, there aren't hundreds and thousands of non-standard cycles being owned by people, but it's a vicious circle. If there's no accessible parking, storage you can't invest because you're not going to be able to store it. Once you know that it's going to be available if you need it, um, then you're more likely to then go and invest and then, you know, the market will will, uh, meet the demand. Um, But councils need to be creating that demand by putting in their specification that providers of cycle hangers need to be able to offer non-standard cycle hangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, but there's a sort of target for five percent of all parking to have an accessible, well, provision. Basically, is that is that going to be enough? Is that? I think if we got to that, that would be an amazing start, <laughs> and increase just like with you know for that to become a, a virtuous circle. We need to be more visible. There need to be more of us visible on the street for other people to go, oh, wow, I never thought this was possible. Uh, so, you know, once, once it's like the cargo, the family cycles at the moment, you're starting to see with all the lower traffic uh, areas, etc. you're starting to see many more people going to school, going to the shops, etc. on their cargo cycles. That generates more interest, that generates more demand, that generates the... the that, starts to bring the prices down eventually yeah. it's, it's a big virtuous circle yeah. um, but yes it's it's we need the the councils to understand and I'm not saying that every single hangar is going to need to include an accessible um, you know it's going to need to be accessible the the majority of the demand is going to remain a demand from bicycle users yeah. and that's totally as it should be and the, the local authority needs 
<clears throat> needs to have systems in place to say, if in their in their um, application form for a hangar, whatever, they need to be offering in the in their uh, drop down or whatever menu to say what type of cycle do you not make the assumption it's going to be a bicycle yeah. offer people the, the way to demand to ask to request for a non-standard cycle so it probably will end up very soon that 5% of the demand will be for a non-standard and if it gets to more than that then brilliant you know we'll start needing to get get more into the standards but at the moment 5% if we got to that would be amazing yeah great thank you Isabel You're very welcome lovely to see you Laura <laughs> lovely to see you happy cycling thank you <laughs> So we've got Alex Dredwick from Carry Me Bikes. Carry Me Bikes. Carry Me Bikes. And there's a lady here who's interested in cargo bikes, I think. Can you tell us who you are for my podcast and um, what your interest in cargo bikes is? Uh, my name is Fakir, yeah. and I am uh, interested in cargo bikes to take the children to school yeah. and back. I've got two kids. One is nine, yes. Gabriel, and uh, six, Jonna. That's yes. my husband, Alessio, that's supporting me today to come here uh-huh. and have a have a go and i tried the first one mm-hmm. uh, 43 it's called yeah the bike 43 43 is that 43 <laughs> it's very light and it's very easy mm-hmm. to stop in the start yeah. so i think my idea at the beginning before i tried that one is i think you have to push too hard mm-hmm. and having two children yeah, and i thought it'd be heavy but i think it's got the electric charger so it's mm-hmm. a lot easier nice. more than i expected also yeah. the brake is very easy Good. it gives you it lets you know you're breaking mm-hmm. <laughs> gives you confidence yeah. and so Alex just to give some background Alex uh, carry me bikes your you your business is or your community interest is it CIC yeah community interest and um so you what does the C stand for in community interest um, community interest company community interest company yeah. uh, and you basically have a fleet of cargo bikes and then you loan them out to people so that they can try people like here yeah. here who um to try out bikes so that they can understand like what might work for them what they prefer to ride and so this is your business yes yeah this is our this is my business i set it up quite a long time ago now the years have flown by and it's grown and grown <laughs> it's been a while. yeah um, and essentially we sell cargo bikes and we also yeah. do try before you buy because there's a lot of people who are very anxious about it, very nervous. Yeah. Um, you know, carrying like two children on a bike is really quite a thing in London. You know, you've got to be safe, you've got to feel confident. So we've got lots of different cargo bikes. Most of them are electric assist now, but sometimes we do sell them without. Sometimes there's some really hardcore people who just want to <laughs> use their legs, Strong legs, which is great. Um, but yeah, we also do community work. So we've done lots of projects like the Family Cycling Library and the Mums and Babes by bike project so we're not just the bike shop but we we just do cargo so we just do precious human cargo in the bikes (laughs) little children and um cargo for business that's that's what we do we specialize in that and we're over in hackney so and so for kids you live in this part of london is this why you've intercepted alex here i live in camden and i heard about this from uh, joyride okay you've tried one and you liked it and now there's um alex is sitting on this three-wheeler which you're gonna try um am i stopping Calmer for me because I can see the children. Yeah. Okay. The other, the other one, one. The other one had them on the back. Yeah, but I didn't see. I well, like, they weren't. They were not on it because I was just trying. But yes. they. I mean, not seeing them maybe. Yeah. Not so relaxing. Yeah. But uh, this one I can see. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've grown now, so they probably enjoy. They can talk to me. They can. Mm. I can hear the voices. Yeah. But yeah, it's something I'm definitely. It's not just the school. Also, I think I just want to go around London on a bicycle. Mm. 
And so why why a why a cargo bike? Because I mean, a lot of parents would just get a car and carry their kids around. No, but you don't have a car. We yeah. do have a car, but it's uh, I think London you can see it better on a cycle, and it's also the air in your face. Yeah. I think it's, it's that it's just lighter. I think the car when you go, it's a lot of stop and start, and so you could just go. And um, are there safe routes in where you, around where you live in Camden? I think that the one I've noticed since I was intre- been interested in in the cargo one, parking mm. to leave the car outside. Yeah. I think that's the one. Uh, mm. Is the only one better? It's getting better. Um, so the safe, the safe routes are getting better. Yeah. Sorry. So um, so parking is a concern for you yes. if you bought one of these because they're expensive, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. I think that there wasn't any near me. Mm. There wasn't any near the school. So it is, it is the cancer yeah. for parking. So you'd like to see one of these cargo cycle hangers near you so yes, you could use yes. it? Straight straight away, yes, today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I've seen also some other family members near me that have this. They park it outside, but it's covered with all the bags so nobody can see it. And it's t- There's a lot of... Um, Fuffing around, <laughs> covering it, tying it, and so yeah, it's probably got some also tags on it. So it's yeah. it's a it just gives you the comfort that you can just turn up, park it, yeah. and you can go. Also from the rain. Yeah, because the covers would start to de- uh, degrade and the weather wouldn't they? And I guess it just keeps it. And you'd have to wipe down the seats and stuff. And if you've got kids on board, you have to wipe down all sorts yeah. of things you don't necessarily the, think about. The, the bike that we have right now, because we leave it outside, it gets rusted all around here. Oh, and the handlebars. The handle, yeah, the yeah. handlebars. So, yeah. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Is this a problem that you hear about a lot, Alex? Is this a barrier to people getting a cargo bike and keeping hold of one, the, the parking or lack of safe parking? It's absolutely one of the biggest issues. So if you've got a family that's really keen on the idea of a cargo bike, they've got the money, they've got a way of paying for it, they've got the skills, they've got the confidence, then quite a few of them still go, do you know what, we just don't have anywhere secure to park it. And as Vakir was saying, um, you know, you can lock them on the street, you can lock a cover on them, but it's a lot of faffing about. You know, you've got small children, you just need to get in and go. It's got to be as easy as a car, really, or... You know, so yeah, it's a huge problem. And you know, theft is also—it's just becoming more and more of a problem. Don't want to put off people, but you have to be careful. And so, it's really excellent to have this cycle hanger, which has been designed for cargo bikes, because families really need this help. You know, we've not set up London to, you know, to have secure parking for 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 cargos. And so, this is one one step forward. It's a huge problem. I I totally feel it's you know endless faffing. (laughs) Is you know families don't need more faffing. So if you've got something simple. You just open it up, pop it in, quickly lock it, shut it. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of easy. yeah, it's kind of like a garage, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it doesn't take up. It takes up maybe the same size as a small car. Um, it's kind of sideways on this one, so you roll it in from the road. You don't have to get up on the pavement. So. Um, yeah, it seems like it's quite well designed. I think for kids, are you raring to go now? Are you like? Oh, my, I think cycling is also for the well-being. You know, the mental health and yeah. trying friendship. I, I'm creating, I'm meeting people for yeah. joining Joy's yeah. Ride, and I am having a totally different people that I would not meet in my circle of yeah. uh, activities. So it's uh, that has also has a positive effect on me. And I'm also going on the third of March. Oh, the, the women's ride. ride. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm actually advertising it to everyone. I do feel like I want to tell every time I see a cyclist, there was something in the, <laughs> we are doing on the 3rd of March. Well, I'm sure they hear about it at some point. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is a new life for me. I have never ridden in London. The last time I rode in London uh, when I was 14 or 15. Now I'm 40. 
something. <laughs> so it's giving me the confidence by joining the joyride and learning more about the bicycle, reading about the bicycle's activities, what it does for your body and mind. So yeah, yeah, it's fantastic it's for me. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh well, lovely to speak much. to you, and good luck on your cargo cycle journey. I hope you find your dream cargo bike and somewhere safe to store it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gonna loiter around the cargo hangar. My name's Brooke and I'm cycling with uh, Wheels for Wellbeing. Yeah. What do you think of it? Lovely, very cosy. <laughs> it's even got a light. Yeah, it's even got a little um, solar-powered light, which is quite clever. I imagine if your street's not very well lit and you're trying to find a, your lock or something, because yeah. it's got these two floor anchors, it's quite useful. Well, nice to, nice to meet you. Thanks very much. Thanks. <laughs> I'm Charlie. I organised, I led the ride for Wheels Wellbeing. Oh, nice. I've I seen you tweeted um, one of our, uh, I think, oh, where we passed a mural of, uh, what was it, a suffragette? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yeah. oh, there was Rosa May Billinghurst was a okay. suffragette and she rode a trike, she was in a wheelchair as well, and that's oh, in the mural. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so I took that picture. Oh, yeah, that was so, you? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's great, because that was around the time of and the... yes, yes, Brooke was in that picture. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> nice one. Um, yeah, because uh, that was around the time of the photo library was launched. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I was putting in lots, I took lots of pictures and oh, I put... You? Added lots, so yes, if yeah. you saw the name Charlie Fernandez, that's my name. Yes, I see. yeah, there were some really, really great photos in there because one of the issues, um, with well, it's about representation, isn't it? It's about showing different kinds yes, of people yes. on different kinds of cycles, yes, it's really important, yes. yeah. yeah. So it's important, I think, as well that it shows that, um, because uh, often there's this uh, cons- sort of perception that people who cycle are on two wheel bikes mm. and then everything is all led to believe uh, that sort of the environment is all built that way yeah. Uh, but yeah so to have images that show that disabled people do cycle as well and then also the types of cycles as well so then it helps to create that sort of campaigning message that uh, you need space for um, wider space um, yeah so and also yeah giving the message that disabled people um, are cycling as well it's not only uh, yes so I think that's um, yeah it's a wonderful thing yeah yeah it's a great resource really really good resource very important stuff well nice to meet you nice to meet you too Laura thank you very much thanks Tony's had an idea to try and get everyone, as many people as possible, into the hangar. Tony Lau from Cycle Hoop. Hello. You have to, like, bend yeah. or crouch. Yeah, ceiling high's not great in the hangar, but, you know, it's cosy. Yeah. And, um, it's, there's no wind. No, that's so. true. If it were raining, oh. we'd be dry, yeah. You could have, like, a little table here and you could you know, have a romantic <laughs> dinner. I think some people are coming in. Come join us. In the gutter. Come on. <laughs> this is... <laughs> But at the moment, it's just two. No one else has bought into this crazy idea. Come on, Dave. Go on. Ask some people. (laughs) So this is your creation. It's like Moby Dick and we've been swallowed by Moby the cargo hanger. (laughs) So um, it's like the bike hangers that you see all over London, but it's bigger. Yeah. Uh, Narrow but longer. So probably isn't that much bigger. Uh, but it's designed to fit two, although we just fit three cargo bikes. Um, so, entry two, it kind of goes 90 degrees, 90 degrees along the 
of the road so that you come in from uh, from the pavement uh, from the road not from the pavement yeah the regular cargo bikes they're uh, hangers you get in from the pavement which makes sense if you've got a two-wheeler but this one you get in from the road which makes sense if you've got a big heavy thing and you don't want to like bump it up onto the curb it's all about making cargo bike parking easier and more secure because you know we know it's a big problem if you've got a big cargo bike they're really expensive they're you know, they're much more expensive than a normal bike and the last thing you want is for it to be stolen yeah yeah because um, I was looking up uh, price ranges of cargo bikes ranges from about 2,000 slightly over to 8,000 or more it's like a little like a second hand car yeah um, oh and I ever paid for a car exactly. and, and cargo bikes are great and you know it helps it's, 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 it replaces the car for sure um but uh, talking to Alex uh, from uh, Carry Me Bikes, um, a lot of the customers have bikes stolen. Uh, it's now being targeted by thieves. So, yeah, definitely need to keep it inside or inside a hangar. Is that where the impetus for this thing came from? It's a rise in one cargo cycles and rise in theft, too. Yeah, I mean, when, when I started Cycle Loop, that was when I had my bike stolen. So we designed the Cycle Loop and the hangar came about because we needed something more secure that could enclose it. And quite naturally, we needed something bigger because, yeah, people don't just ride normal bikes. People ride uh, non-standard bikes, bikes with disabled people. And some of these bikes are long or wide, so you needed some, we needed a solution. So this is how we came about with the, the cargo bike hangar. And, um, yeah, because you, yeah, you start, like you said, you started Cycle Hoop because you had your bike stolen. It's very upsetting. I had my bike stolen recently, so I remembered the upsettingness of it. But if you've got a cargo bike, it's like a huge amount of money to lose. And I guess it's like a barrier to people taking up buying a cargo bike in the first place. So... Where was your bike stolen? Uh, it was at Oldgate. It was from a regular bike rack. You didn't have it in the bike hanger? Or? No, I don't. There's no bike hangers in my world. I live in Newham, for one. We don't really have bike hangers. Uh, but um, there were some bike hangers outside yeah. which you can just use and test, which we do have in Glasgow. Yeah. So we have on-demand bike hangers. Right. So you can use the app, our Cycle Hoop app, and you can find the nearest bike hanger, see if it's empty, and then pay, you know, very cheap, about 25p to park your bike inside. Um, and that's how that's being trialled in Glasgow. So hopefully we get them in London as well. Yeah, it's a really good idea because um, it's happened several times. If I've been, I go to a place and I work. Don't shut us in. <laughs> what happens if you get shut in? Uh, you have to call. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> to call they you? Be, I mean, they, they'd have to have the key to lock us in. So normally okay. that doesn't happen. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. Someone didn't see us and they tried to close the door. Should we get out? My our ankles are hurting now. Yeah, that was fun. These are literally all over London. I was telling you, I sent you a little screenshot of a disaster movie set in London, oh, yeah. and there's like a there's like a bike hanger, oh, and there's like great. cars piled up on the street, and they're like there's like the bike hanger yeah. still standing. It's kind of cool, we but love, they're everywhere. Yeah, we love seeing our products in movies because it's 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 quite fun. I think there was one with um, Brad Pitt, and he was being chased by someone, and there was a cycle loop in the background. I'm sure there's like a. Victorian movie set, you know, in London, and then in the, in the, they managed to leave a cycle hoop inside. Because um, they look like little jug handles. The original cycle hoop is like little jug handles, isn't it? Yeah, I think maybe back in eighteen hundreds they'd been used for horses and things, so it'd be like a horse hoop. Um, and maybe in like hundred years' time, it'll be used for I don't know your hoverboard. Yeah, nice one. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Karina Fussell, you are on the steering group for the London Cycling Campaign Women's Network. We're uh, doing quite a lot of stuff uh, at the moment. We've been busy launching our survey. We did a survey last year uh, about what stops women cycling in London, which has had a massive, massive response. Uh, it's been brilliant. It was really shocking, actually, the level of abuse that women reported experiencing on the road. Nine out of ten women in the survey, and we had over a thousand responses, nine out of ten women said that they had experienced some form of abuse while they were cycling. 
and something like 68% of those said it happened on a regular basis. It's just horrible. I mean, you know, I think it's one of those things that you, when you look at it as a statistic, it's really shocking. But when you think about it, based on your own experience, you think, well, actually, it's not really that surprising. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to know how much of it's kind of gendered, but or how much of it. I mean, it's not okay either way. But some of it's clear. Some of the language that people, women, were reporting, experiencing was very clearly gendered. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we and we addressed that in the when we when we launched the report that obviously we know it's not just about women getting abused, but there was definitely a lot of uh, specifically gendered abuse, and I think. Um, women were more likely to get the abuse because they're maybe less confident and uh, weren't hanging around (laughs) you know but uh, I think a lot of the men brush it off more and I think experienced female cyclists brush it off but it's the sort of thing that would put people off if you're if you're new to cycling yeah it would you know, my, um, we heard. You know, we had stories of people who had stopped cycling because of things that they'd experienced, or stopped cycling for a long period of time, or you know, it, it really does affect people. And I think that's you know, it, it can't be understated. And um, Sophie Linden, the deputy mayor for policing and something else, can't remember. Sorry. Um, and a big part of our portfolio, she's police. She's police. police. Yeah. And yeah, and she's particularly interested in um, abuse of women. And yeah. so she's got yeah, they've been doing a lot of work on the violence against women and girls. And she and she said, you know, this it reflects what we're seeing, uh, you know, across the board. But she said uh, that cycling had seemed to amplify that. And I, I guess it, it's because it puts women in a more prominent position, maybe that that's why you know why the abuse levels are higher. But it's yeah, it's shocking, yeah, absolutely shocking. Amazing. And um, on a happier note, do you um, have a have a cycle hoop at home? Don't you? Yes. Uh, we I think we were one of the first uh, ones in Newham actually. Um, yeah. uh, and so we've had it for about four or five years now, I think. Um, and it's it just it's brilliant. It's so handy to have it. You know, makes makes the commute much easier because you don't have to keep traipsing the bike in and out of the house and um, yeah it's fantastic and if we could get a cycle uh, you know a cargo bike one as well I think that would be that would be great we've got lots you know lots of people are starting to ride cargo bikes in, in Newham yeah and I think other councils really need to catch up with doing you know with this sort of thing um, this is amazing and you know the fact that it's so fully accessible uh, to you know to, to adapted yeah, yeah. bikes is, is brilliant yeah because you've got a cargo bike in your house haven't you we have yeah my partner uses a cargo bike for her gardening job uh, so yeah I mean at the moment we you know it's it's in the front garden and that's fine but other people don't have that option um, and I think it's it's one of the things that puts people off uh, having a cargo bike I think a lot of people love the idea but are just worried about where to keep it and I think you know more of these would, would definitely make a difference yeah so yeah good thanks Karina Mariam Dreyer CEO of Joe Riders yes and um, we met actually while you were riding your long tail which is a kind of cargo bike yes. along the cycle super highway and that's so cool there's a Muslim woman riding a cargo bike yes and I we just... bonded over bad drivers isn't <laughs> yeah. it <laughs> yeah yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very cool. Anyway, we had a nice ride together, and then we realised we knew each other through social media. Yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah. I think the cycling world is really small. There's always yeah. someone who knows someone. You've come up to support the cargo bike hangar. Where do you keep yours? So I live in a flat on top of a shop, and the okay. shop kindly lets me keep it in overnight. Oh no way! 
nice. Um, which is really kind. But uh, otherwise, I would struggle because it's it's heavy to bring up. And uh, I actually have a space in a normal standard cargo bike hanger, but because the handlebars are quite high, and uh, I have a basket on the front, it doesn't fit in there. So I could take the basket above, obviously, but it's a bit of a faff every day. So um, it's it's very difficult. And and even. Not all standard bikes don't fit in the standard cycle hangers. So I think this is really fantastic. It's amazing. Um, We just need more of them. Are you in Newham? No, I'm in Walton Forest. Lucky you. So you've maybe got a chance of getting one of these. (laughs) Ah, well. (laughs) It's a long wait. It's a long wait. So for my standard cycle hanger, I waited one year. They're in such demand. They just can't seem to make enough, can they? No, no. And there's a lot of consultations local with the residents and stuff, and they all have to agree to it. So it's not like the council who decides that they just put it down. It's really, and it's not just demand. It really depends on the people who are your neighbours, and they can veto it, and then they have to respect that. So it's quite difficult to get them into place. Yeah. You've been listening to Streets Ahead. Our editor has been Claire Mansell. Let us know what you think at Pod Streets Ahead. Rate us and review us and share the podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. You can now also become a supporter of Streets Ahead on Patreon. Links for that and many of the things we've discussed in this episode are in the show notes. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.